there, everybody, and welcome to yet another round of Otaku Ryoho. This is round nine, and Otaku Ryoho is the podcast where we talk about psychological themes or just like general themes about life, about stuff that's usually difficult to talk about, but then we use anime as illustration, so it's a lot easier to talk about. I am Jan Ramos, and I am accompanied by my co host, Josue Cardona. Hello. I like this intro. Uh, you I like this it. intro? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was good. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping that. I'm keeping that part of the, of the audio. Anyways.、Yeah. <laughs> um, so, for this episode, I wanted to suggest a very similar topic than our last week's topic.、Mm-hmm. We were talking about history and, you know, accuracy, whatnot. And then I was like, maybe we should talk about、um, educational anime. So, 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 technically, last week we, we used historical anime and accuracy or lack thereof to address、uh, how we learn, basically, right? That we learn sometimes stuff that's, that's true or not true、um, from things like that. And you wanted to take that idea to the next level,、mm-hmm. right? Like, th- like, none of those shows were edu- educational that we talked about. Yeah, that's you, true. And, and then you told me, and I was very reluctant. Uh, mm-hmm. Or resistant to, to, to talk about this because it sounded to me like you were pitching like Sesame Street anime.、Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm, I don't want to learn to count. I don't want to learn my colors. But you said, you said to watch a couple shows. Are you excited now? I, I've come around. I've definitely come around. Oh, yeah. See, I told you you would come around. <laughs>、uh, one more point for the scoreboard. Anyways, let's see how the conversation goes and see no, how you feel about this at the end. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's keeping count, but I'm keeping count. Anyways,、um, I don't think this is going to go the way you think. <laughs> so,、hmm. you know what? Take it, take it whichever direction you might want to.、Um, I'm going to, okay, so this is my intro. Back. Usually, when I talk about why I, wanted to, I want to become a, a psychiatrist, why that's sort of like a dream of mine, I usually start just by saying that ever since I was young, I've always wanted to be three things a teacher, a scientist, slash doctor, and a psychologist, right? Those are the three things that I've sort of always wanted to be. And psychiatry for me was a place where all of those three things could find each other. Right? It was sort of like、mm-hmm. a perfect match.、Mm-hmm. Now, for the teacher and scientist part, I think there's something very integral about the way that I grew up with my parents that sort of influenced that. And to me, that was educational entertainment. And、mm. to sort of like show that, when I was young, I think my parents really wanted me to, to form a love for knowledge. A sort of love for, for understanding things.、Okay. And so they didn't always buy everything I wanted, but they did buy the whole collection of the Magic School Bus, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I watched all of those、uh, VHSs one after the other to the point where I became obsessed. I loved the Magic School Bus. And by sort of like association, I started to love science, right? And learning. In the same way, like、uh, they would give me these, these、uh, computer games that were like point and click, and they were called the, the Clue Finder series. And I think those series were sort of divided from like、uh, pre K level all the way to like middle school. 
And those games were like, they had a, a, a central story to them, very like Indiana Jonesy sort of story where they had to find, you know, like a secret object or like something like very national treasury. But, you know, throughout the, the process, you had to learn how to multiply to sort of like learn, get through puzzles and stuff like that. And it's the very concept that learning is usually boring when you're doing it from a textbook, right? But when you attach learning to narrative and to a, a, an engaging narrative, it becomes a lot more interesting. And then when you come back to read a book, sometimes you'll be like, okay, this isn't as fun as a game, but sometimes because you understand what you're reading, it can become slightly more interesting. And it's sort of like a relationship that feeds off uh, one another, right? You want to learn more so that you become better at the game or that or like you, you can understand the show that you're watching better and vice versa. You'll, you'll keep watching the show so you'll understand what you're reading better. And that's something that that was my personal experience with sort of like educational media. Now, what sort of brought this to sort of like the anime sort of environment that we're talking about right now was when I first started watching Souls at Work, which I, did you get to see it? Or at least one episode or something? I saw seven episodes of Cells You at liked Work. it? Was it I, fun? I have thoughts about Cells at Work. Yeah, I have okay. thoughts about it. <laughs> you have thoughts. Okay, we'll go, we'll go into those thoughts. You can go into YouTube, right? And you can search doctors react to Cells at Work. And this is a trend. Like there's a lot of doctors that are reacting to what they watch in Cells at Work and make YouTube videos and even YouTube series on it. Which to me, it's it's sort of like a very amazing thing because as you read through the comment section, you can sort of hear the appreciation of people who are fans of the series sort of saying like, oh, it's like this has gotten me to become interested in in medicine or in the human body and how it works. And it sort of brought me back to that part of my childhood of like seeing something and being very interested in it and learning from it, right? And there are, you know, the more I tried to do research for this episode, I noticed that there are like levels of just how like central the education is to the plot. And uh, the, like there are certain animes that just like the education part is very in the background. While there are animes that, you know, the main uh, core of the anime is the education like component of it. Like I would compare like Cells at Work and uh, there's another uh, anime called Psychosomatic Medicine, Comical Psychosomatic Medicine, which the whole show is really like they're giving you a class, but there's like a story just like underlying. Whereas there's other shows, as I was looking through lists of like educational anime, where I was sort of like, you know, I was reluctant to sort of include in this type of discussion because some of it is like, to which degree it's more like the authors are informed about what they're talking about, not necessarily they're trying to inform the public about what they know about, right? Yeah. And I think it, it gets a little bit like blurry. And I think that would be something interesting to to also discuss during this episode. But yeah, l let me know what things about this discussion would you like to talk about? Like what anime did you see? 
and what got you interested in the discussion? Okay, so, hmm. so I, I also tried to do some more research and, and look at uh, mm-hmm. different. Okay, so so I started by watching Cells at Work. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. And I was very surprised that you are such a big fan of a shonen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big, it's a very shonen-y um, <laughs> construction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as a, as you were talking about it now, the way I was thinking about it was, it's a show. So you were talking about like people who are informed or who want to inform, mm-hmm. and if we compare it to the his, historical accurate anime, it's like oh, these things happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can tell that story, and as we're telling that story, maybe we can change some things so that yeah. it's more fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what Cells at Work does. Yeah, it is. It is looking at a, a true story, which is how the cells in your body work, how different parts of your body work. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we're gonna tell that story, but let's 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 change some of the parts so that uh, so that it's easier to digest in a way that they didn't change the story. Mm-hmm. Instead, they only changed the... Uh, the characters? They made them more interesting. Well, no, no, because, I mean, they literally anthropomorphized the characters. The yeah. characters, they don't go, they don't stray very far from... Now, I don't know how accurate it is. According uh-huh. to my research, it's, it's fairly accurate. Mm-hmm. But uh, they don't... It's not like the red blood cell has a name... Yeah. She's red blood cell, number whatever, name. whatever, <laughs> and white blood cell, and dendrite, and, 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 uh, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when the, the, you know, a virus or a bacteria gets in or an allergen, they yeah. are referred to by name. Mm-hmm. You know, now the, the, how they look is different because again, they're anthropomorphized. They mm-hmm. look human. Yeah. Um, they and they just they just change the presentation of the information. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny because I'm so I was reading I was reading about cells at work because I was I was fascinated at some point. I was like, wait a minute, okay, I see I see what's happening here. And then actually, okay, let me let me tell you what what really got me. I started watching and I was like, okay, I see what this is doing. This is definitely I cannot debate that this is educational. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, in in many ways, and it's also trying to be fun. There are super cute characters like the platelets. Mm-hmm. You have like these badass characters. You have funny characters. You have, you know, all of these things playing out. And it's just the presentation that's different. Yeah. I was I, after watching like two or three episodes, I started reading up on it, and it's like a phenomenon. It has, I think, five spinoffs. It's gonna spin-offs. It, in manga form. Yeah. And it's and it's getting an anime. One of those uh, manga is getting a, an anime next year, yeah. along with the second season of Cells at Work, which I'm super like, excited for. But yeah, continue. <laughs> but but it's 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 one of those things that I I couldn't believe when I was reading that I was like, well, this is so popular, mm-hmm. and the idea has resonated at, at the very least with the creators, right? Yeah, <laughs> you got to assume that it's selling. It's it's versions of it like the different versions are in all these different uh, publications mm-hmm. so lots of people are seeing this and enjoying it and i was i was i was very surprised by this and so i started looking up about the accuracy and what doctors were saying mm-hmm. and i i read something about the seventh episode which deals with cancer mm-hmm. and how like people were applauding how how you know the, the way that it portrayed cancer mm-hmm. 
uh, and then so I started watching episode seven, but that episode was like a two-parter. It continued yeah. directly from number six. Yeah. So then, then I watched everything in between, <laughs> working my way up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I saw up to episode episode seven, and after once I got to episode seven, I I watched like earlier today. I watched the intro to the show, uh-huh. which the song is very catchy. I like it. Yeah. And at least in the dub, I'm assuming it's the same song because they actually sing it in in uh, in English. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but seeing it. I could pretty much I pretty much knew all the characters now and everything that was being represented. Yeah. And it was so like when it, when I watched it the first time it made absolutely no sense. And that that's usually the case with with an anime mm-hmm. intro or any intro, right? But the fact that when I saw it by the 7th episode, I could recognize the allergens. I could recognize that the missiles were a sneeze. That mm-hmm. I could recognize all of these different things that were happening and what they represented in the story. Uh that's like when it clicked for me. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, no, 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 no. Like this is this is really smart. And every time they presented something, like in the, I think it was a fifth episode, where which was the allergen episode, mm-hmm. which I really liked. Uh, it may have been the fourth one. And then at the end, the person takes a steroid, mm-hmm. and then the steroid, it's it's represented as, like everybody inside is represented as an organic uh, thing. Mm-hmm. But then the medicine that is sent in is represented as an inorganic robot, yeah, like a Terminator almost. Mm-hmm. And it's like I can I can imagine being in that writing room and having so much fun with the science, and then saying, "How can we represent this in a way that's cool?" And yeah. just but they're telling the same story. Like I don't really think that they're taking too many creative liberties. Yeah, it's not like somebody will come out saying like, "Hmm." You know, red blood cells and white blood cells, they have a romantic relationship, right? And they make that, babies. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, like nobody comes out with like the wrong information. They just, they, they know what part of the information is, is like, uh, it's like the true information, especially because the, the episodes take their time to show you like textbook style, what part of the, the information being portrayed is actually uh, it's true information. It's like educational information. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like if you ask me to draw mm-hmm. the things that are happening in the human body. Yeah, and and I just came up with these crazy ideas, and I, instead I came up with a world, mm-hmm. right? And and how everything was represented. And so the show, in, in that sense, it feels it feels like it's trying to tell me something in mm-hmm. in a in in a shonen, right? <laughs> with action, yeah. with violence, with comedy, with yeah. um, you know cuteness and 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 drama and all of these things that make it that again they're just telling the same story where if you read it in a book and you read that paragraph that talks about how a steroid works and then someone's like oh yeah that's it's like it's like they're just they're just coming up with these metaphors it's like oh no well that's like if you know like if a robot came in like a terminator came in yeah (laughs) how does it get to here who moves that there right like who transports this thing to where to be honest, the steroid specifically is one, I think it's the only thing I have a slight gripe with, um, mm. with how they chose to represent it. Because okay. they show that the steroid comes into the body and pretty much like shoots at everyone and, and causes a lot of mayhem. When what, mm-hmm. what the steroid usually does is that it inhibits uh, the production of, of white blood cells. 
mm-hmm. tells the bone marrow, like, you can't graduate these, these white blood cells into the real world. So in this case, you're saying that the proper way to represent it in this world would have been to send it into a school. Mm-hmm. Into the blood marrow school, and the, the bone marrow school, and be like, you know, you, you can't leave this place. I'm sorry. You're not graduating this year. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, Got it. Got it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's that thing. And this is something that happens, like, to medical students as well. As we are studying medicine, it's, it's, it has a lot of complicated names and letters and, like, NC7 cells and, and B cells and T cells and stuff like that. And nothing makes any sense. But as you start learning, you get that same sort of, like, uh, that, that realization that you got with the, with the opening theme. You suddenly see an, an image of everything happening at the same time. And you're like, wait, I understand how all the players come together, mm-hmm. right? And Which, then th- that's what I like the most about the show. It's the I even love the name, right? Cells at work. It's like this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. We're not hanging out, really. I mean, although they show that a little bit, it's like, oh no, everybody, look at how everybody's doing their job, and when there is a problem, look at how everybody plays a role. Yeah, and it's so interesting to see how everybody again comes together and the different cells come in and and, and do different things and how they they work with each other and yeah, uh, I'm so happy it's... that you liked you liked cells at work. So I did I did enjoy it. I definitely enjoyed it. I uh, the the thing that you just said about the steroid is goes into a lot of what I was talking about last week, which is like mm-hmm. well, you presented this information and in this case presented it. Uh, present you presented this information as as being probably you assume it's more accurate than not even though it's mm-hmm. fully anthropomorphized because because of how technical it is because yeah. literally when when a parasite appears the screen pauses and a narrator explains what it is using its scientific name and a a layman's explanation so it feels mm-hmm. like you're you're at school. It feels like someone's trying to teach you something, or at the very least, clarify what is going on, so you have a better mm-hmm. idea. So, so you telling me that like the the steroid representation is um is is slightly inaccurate. I mean, I assume that a lot of things were, were were not super accurate, but that doesn't mean that now the only uh, information I have about a dendrite now comes from cells at work. Mm-hmm. If it's wrong, I'm screwed because that that's it. I mean, n- not that it's going to come up in conversation often or a life or death mm-hmm. situation for me personally, but now it's it's you know I've been taught whatever. But <laughs> as a way of presenting information, yeah, I I am I am a huge huge fan. So good, and then yeah. they they're going to have that spinoff uh, cells at work black in which. Mm-hmm. Cells at work happens in a sort of like healthy, like a, a, a average healthy person sort of body. And then cells at work black, I think, will have a more like horror, like shonen sort of uh, turn in which they're existing in a body that is like it doesn't take care of itself. It, it smokes, does drugs, like does absolutely everything that you shouldn't do with your body. Right. And then I that's think interesting it, because each and every one of these episodes is about some sort of invasion. Right. It's something yeah. it's something going wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. But like it, it, in the moments where there's peace, it almost seems I wouldn't say utopia, but it seems like a pretty cool place to live. 
Everybody's yeah. just going about their business. People are generally happy. The sun is shining, right? Yeah. And then something happens, and then everybody gets to work to solve it and and make sure that everything goes back to normal. Mm-hmm. So the idea of it going, you know, of it uh, of a of a dystopic version, <laughs> mm-hmm. a body that is that is super interesting. Although this uh, this is very shonen and often extremely horrific. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been like making note of that. There there were moments when the characters are like reacting to how horrific things are. It's, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Do you have I any other it. examples? Anything that 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 caught your eye for this discussion? Yeah. Well, the well, I think that cells at work stands alone because you even know something like even mm-hmm. something like psychosomatic medicine, it's mm-hmm. more like. It's more like I'm giving a presentation and mm-hmm. I asked an animator to to do my slides for me. Yeah, that's very true. Right? Mm-hmm. And then so so it doesn't feel like cells at work feels special. Like I am I am again, I'm not only I enjoyed it, but I'm also impressed by it. And I I can't I couldn't find it and again, I didn't watch too many other things. I watched one other show, but I couldn't find anything that was like this you know what this is something that was a great source of disappointment for me as i was doing research for this (laughs) you thought you'd find more i kept seeing like forum posts of people like oh are there shows like cells at work and then people would be like well you know i learned how to make friends through dragon ball and and it's like (laughs) no that's not what i'm asking (laughs) yep (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah. it's a very yeah. Again, unique, very, very special. The way that it does it, there is a. It's almost like there's a love of, of of the science, right? Of the of biology, mm-hmm. that that is present among the creators, and yeah. I'm assuming the original, the, like the, the manga writer, uh, an artist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's one person or if it was a team, but. They, they they love biology <laughs> and they made it so that and like it feels like they wanted us to love biology too it's yeah. not just i want you to enjoy it i want you to care about the red blood cells and the white blood cells yeah. and the different types of cells and what they're going through and what their lifespan is like yeah and with the whole messaging of cells that works it, it's like all the cells are working together for you so mm-hmm. it sort of yeah. instills in you this sort of responsibility over them as they're like a god overlord to like take care of yourself so like you can make well, it, their their lives easier. You know, it's funny because they in, in the intro song it says like we don't know who you are but we're working um you know but we're working for you but but really they're maintaining their home like they all have jobs and stuff yeah. but every time there's an invader it's invading their home. Like mm-hmm. there's never like if they just left some of these things run rampant, th- they would die. Like yeah. there, there's also there's a like from the white blood cells, like he's always protecting other people. Mm-hmm. But then like the, the, the red blood cell, she is so happy to be doing what she does because she feels like she's contributing, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and the platelets are just having a ball, even though they're, they're like. They're like the boss characters there, you know, in many mm-hmm. ways. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is the memory T cell. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was, I hope he appears again because that yeah. was, 
That was so funny. The, the episode hilarious. with the with the naive T cell. Yeah, I think that yeah. one's my favorite one. Really? Yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, I love every second of it. You know how? Yeah, like, that part just, where he shows him the album, the picture album, yeah. and he's like, "Hey, this is what you, like how other people were, and this is actually what they call like antigen presentation, which is like mm-hmm. uh, these dendritic cells sort of show." genetic codes of cells that have previously gone through the same process of being naive. And then yeah, I know I get it. I saw it. He, he ah, showed them the okay. photo albums. Yeah, I sorry. know that's how it works. You see, I wanted to explain this to you, but you already know. So it's like, <laughs> this is, this is why, why it's so beautiful. This is why I love this also work. That ah, was, okay. Again, th- that episode was fantastic. Like I teared up mm-hmm. with his story. I, mm-hmm. uh, it was, it was so good and it was hilarious afterwards. Um, he and I propagated. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. He's like multiplied, and um, man, this isn't gonna make any sense to anyone who hasn't watched the show. Yeah, uh, I watch can imagine. the show. Yeah, yeah, watch yeah. it. Uh, I watched it on Funimation. I watched it on Crunchyroll. Okay, uh, so it's on both, yeah. and it just, yeah, that episode was great, and I and I loved like how the the. Dendrite was talking about like how, like yeah, like I'm here to like, like make people move on to another stage, right? Like I'm here to provide. It, it felt like he he said it in a way which maybe may not be accurate, but the way he summarized it was, you know, I'm my my role is to help other cells, um, like grow basically into that's, into that's, that's their, his role, their next stage, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was, <laughs> but like he framed it like I, whatever they need, I'll, I'll be able to provide, you know, my job is to find it and, and, pro- and provide that for them. So like, is he carrying around those photo albums? I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was he ready? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's again, it's, oh, it's so it was again, impressive. And so <sighs> you were talking about video games, uh, before you were talking about video games before, right? No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, did, right? Computer yeah. games, right? Which are video so, games. so it reminds me a lot of uh, Carmen San Diego, mm-hmm. which Carmen San Diego does something like this for it. What it does, it does something for geography, and eventually, and, and later games also do this for history, but yeah. mainly it was about geography, and mm-hmm. it was it was a lot of fun. And I learned a lot about geography from that game, and it was, you know, it was funny because it was one of those games where the the guide, <laughs> the strategy mm-hmm. guide, was an atlas, was the encyclopedia, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it was like there was no strategy, like it was just real world stuff. It was asking like, where is the Mona Lisa? Like, <laughs> where, mm-hmm. what? Where is it? What city? It's like, oh, wait a minute, I, I can look that up back before Google, you know. So like yeah. you were looking through different books or asking a teacher and. And you were you were learning in a, in a fun way, and there was a story, right? Like, oh, Carmen, she stole something again, and we gotta we gotta track her down. And did we catch her? Did we not catch her? And the TV show, mm-hmm. and the different versions of the TV show, I haven't seen the latest one, but they they were definitely educational. Yeah, they, they were. It was the same um, reasoning, and every time I watched those shows, it, it reinforced what I knew already, and it it taught me new things. Yeah, as as a kid, um. I think I think you know I think a lot of parents like uh, try to show educational stuff, and a lot of kids programming is educational, you know, mm-hmm. in a way. Um, but I do remember my parents trying to. Uh, 
I almost said the word indoctrinate, mm-hmm. uh, but I can't come up with a better word, but teach mm-hmm. <laughs> religion. So yeah. we had, I didn't have the magic school bus, but I had uh, like Superbook, which traveled Super. through the Bible. I had a series of tapes that were stories from the Bible. We had a movie mm-hmm. called The Bible. Like we had my storybooks were of the Bible. So my parents gave me a lot of content to learn these stories, very mm-hmm. specific stories, uh, which which they wanted me to learn. And I mean, technically the Christian Bible is written like stories, but it's not, it, it can be, I don't know. I, I, for a kid, it's hard to read. And mm-hmm. so seeing these cartoons were, and like condensed versions of the story was way more fun. You know, it's like, oh yeah, like mm-hmm. I watched, I don't know, G.I. Joe, and then I'd watch an episode of the of, of, of the Bible show. And I don't know, I was I was learning, you know. Did you ever watch The Flying House? Uh, I, it sounds familiar. I think so. I so, don't I don't really recall. Yeah. This this was an anime that I watched in my high school, like in my school actually, okay. growing up. Okay. Before I knew that anime was anime, and it's called, and it was in Spanish. So this is this is like, oh, this isn't anime. This is like Spanish cartoons. Um, yeah. And it, it was called La Casa Voladora. It was called The Flying House. That's that's La Casa Voladora in in English. Yeah. But it's actually a Japanese anime, in which these two kids, a robot, and their father, which is like a scientist. They invent this flying, time-traveling house, and they get to participate in Bible stories. Like, they go back in time to the time of Jesus, and, like, they see things as they're happening. And they, they, they have that thing where, like, they become part of the story somehow, but you still pretty much learn what the overall story was. And I, I think one of the most, like, I was raised in a Catholic high school, and I think I really looked forward to religion class because of the, because of the anime. That anime okay, so, could have easily indoctrinated me. I mean, taught me. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so, so I mentioned Superbook. Were you familiar with that? No. I, I, I've heard of it. But I'm not super. Um, so I, I wanted to double it. check something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm looking it up on Wikipedia and it says, Superbook, also known as Animated Parents and Child Theater, is an anime television series from the early 1980s, initially produced at Tensunoko uh, Productions in Japan in conjunction with the Christian Broadcasting Network in the United States. Uh, it is whatever. Let me. The series chronicles the events of the Bible's Old and New Testaments in its 52-episode run. Uh, I'm gonna, damn it, I want to... Uh, basically, it's a boy and his robot traveling through the Bible. So I wonder if we're talking <laughs> about the same thing. That's what I'm trying to get at. Um, it's, a, it's not the same thing. I don't think so. Because it wasn't... It, it was called The Flying House. And I'm looking oh, at the... Look, at the look. Look, between both series, okay, it says, it says, uh, between both series in the first run was the companion series, The Flying House. Okay, there we go. So it's a companion. Okay, so there's Superbook 1, Superbook 2, 
And between both series, the first run was the companion series of, of in, in the first run was the companion series, The Flying House. There we go. It's all connected. Was it the same kid and the same robot? Let me see. N- hmm. This is incredible. And so I said Superbook, I assumed, because I had also watched it in Spanish. It was Super Libro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I assumed mm-hmm. it was Superbook in English. I was right. Um, I have not seen the show in over 20 years. I'd never heard of The Flying House, or at least I didn't remember it. This is fascinating. It is fascinating. So even from our Christian roots, we were indoctrinated through anime. It's not the same robot. It's not it's the same It's definitely robot. Okay. not the same robot. But apparently you can't learn without a robot. Mm-hmm. Well, you but, know, um, robots and the Bible go very close together. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that's the point I was trying to make. Thank you for, for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. okay, okay, okay. So the other show that okay. I saw yeah, that came up in a few lists, and you had mentioned to me okay. also. Yeah, I did this out of desperation. Food Wars. But yeah, show me. You mentioned Food Wars, and you said like it's not, so it's definitely not in the same category. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're talking about educational anime, I'm sorry, it sells at yeah, work, is it? exactly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, and then and then Food Wars, it does do this thing where, um, and and you know, I want to include I want to include Excel Saga, <laughs> if, if and like a tier a tier below, Cells uh, at Work. So I'm gonna put like Food Wars and Excel Saga in the same place because they both uh, like Food Wars. It surprised me that it would it has like mm-hmm. these captions to explain yeah. concepts mm-hmm. as they as they occur. It's like, oh, like this person is saying this thing in French. In French, that means this is very common in the food world. Or like this ingredient or like this is what they're saying. And every episode has some sort of mm-hmm. like note this. And so it's it's more of a, it's not, I, I mean, technically it's like information that you don't know. And now you have an explanation. So now you know a little better. It doesn't go as far as yeah. pausing the way Cells at Work does to give you an explanation. But then in terms of, uh, mm-hmm. The culinary arts, I don't know how accurate it is either, but it is it is in in very broad strokes, right? It's like oh, th- there is. I'm willing to say that there is a cul- like there's there are aspects of culinary science mm-hmm. that are touched upon in the show. the The culinary art part, I think, is like is a. <laughs> I hope I'm not offending anybody who actually knows the, the <laughs> difference between the two. I'm making assumptions here, but like. Like the the art part is taken like it's just like it's it's a fantasy, but the there are parts of the culinary science where it's like oh, I didn't have these ingredients, but this person wanted yeah. a like a pot roast, and so I I replicated that as close as possible with, and then mm-hmm. they go into this whole explanation, and like it zooms in and it shows you like how the juices from this and then this and then the temperature changing here and this did this and this allowed the flavors of this thing to go over here. So in that sense, it is. I don't know how accurate that is, but if those things are accurate, which until mm-hmm. I learn otherwise, I will assume that they are. <laughs> uh, it's it's interesting, and it's interesting in a way that I didn't think. Like I don't know, I don't watch cooking shows, but it is in a way telling you the story of yeah. this food in particular, and then it's building a story around it, right? So it's not like I'd say cells at work is telling you the story of the science, and this is taking maybe a scientific thing and yeah. then. Uh, putting something around it. Excel Saga does that with like um, 
politics and uh, Japanese culture、mm-hmm. during like the late 90s, right?、Uh, where it's like, oh, these are references, and let me take a moment to、yeah. explain what these references are. And, and in a way, again, at the time, I was learning a lot of things about Japan that I had. Never thought about before and never even, you know, had、uh, had no reason to be concerned with them, but they were brought up in this funny story in different ways. And I was and I was picking up on them. I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like, this is the reference to that politician, this is a reference to this thing that people do in Japan, etc. Which we talked about in, in our first round, which was about do we or the second round where it was like, oh, are we. Like, do we actually know anything about Japan? Like, do, do I? I've never been there. So, do I actually know anything?、Mm-hmm. Did Excel Saga teach me anything? It tried. I, I think <laughs> it definitely tried. I think there's、yeah. something、so、I did watch sort of fascinating、yeah. of how you sort of define、uh, the, sort of these levels of education.、Um, whereas in, in Food Wars, you get like these, these text books, which I've heard from like. What I've seen is that many people from the culinary sort of sciences and everything are praising the show for, their, for its accuracy.、Uh, like, we could search for that and, and like find out about it. But I, what I've heard is that it is accurate.、Um, but I think, in terms of education, I think it's divided into two. Yeah, I think it's divided into like two very, like, Different goals when, whenever I think of education. The first one is that the one we most, of, we most often sort of like、uh, attribute to, to education, which is the role of giving you a form of knowledge, sort of like imparting it to you or showing you、uh, a, a specific sort of concept. But the other part that I think is extremely important about education is getting that person or convincing that person to be engaged with that knowledge. I think the best teachers I've ever had are teach not only show me a concept, but show me how, why I should be interested in it or why I should be fascinated by it, right? And I think certain shows like Food Wars, while not educational in the Just like exhibiting concepts constantly at you,、yeah. it is educational in the sense that it gets you like, excited to learn more. As you watch the show, you want to learn more about cooking. Yeah, yeah. Last week we talked about formal、yeah. and informal education, right? Like, Cells at Work feels like formal education. Like, it is trying really hard. Like, it is essential to the story because the story is the science. Literally, right? It is the story of, of, the, of the allergen, and it's like it's, it's landing, we、yeah. blocked it, we, how we addressed it. That is the science, and that is the story that they're telling. And it, so it feels like formal education、uh, because, again, you can't understand the story without it. In Food Wars, I'll, I'll stop mentioning Excel Saga because it, it might be a stretch, but it, in Excel Saga, You can learn things, but it's really independent of enjoying the show. Same thing with Food Wars. Food Wars has other stuff going on. And if you learned about the way that, like, how to tenderize meat in episode three using a sweeter substance like、mm-hmm. honey, like, oh, that's cool. But that's not what the episode is about. That's not the story. It's just something that、mm-hmm. happens that you can also learn about. And if it's accurate, then fantastic. Um, this is something that, you know,、uh, talking about, analyzing, critiquing 
mental health representation in media for almost 10 years now, uh, it's a it's a conversation that I've had often where it's like somebody wants to talk about depression mm-hmm. and they represented it in a way and they yeah. didn't bother to do their homework or they didn't hire a consultant, right? And so like people like then is it, it it's not trying to be educational it's just trying yeah. to use a real world thing as a story beat which is what usually happens in media uh it it, it it now it's more common to have consultants to show some sort of accuracy but sometimes you don't care about the accuracy you're just using real world terms so it so it seems kind of relatable even though it's not it's not real it's not true and definitely food wars feels like someone cares about the food and wants to represent certain ideas that at the very least they think are interesting. So to, to your point, like this is check out this cool stuff about food. It's true. And if you want to learn more, like learn, learn more. Like this is, this is what that world is like. These are the things that can happen. This is what's happening on your plate of food that maybe you didn't think about. So, so as, as informal education, like again, there's formal and informal education out there. It's, these these have been they're very different shows but it's uh it, they're fun they're fun i like learning i like learning i think you know i don't know the specifics uh as far as like percentage wise how much we learn informally and formally but i'm pretty sure that it's overwhelmingly way more informal right you just learn from seeing from experiencing from going play, not by taking classes and so i love it yeah. when a tv show does or goes through the effort of being accurate and i get it sometimes being accurate is boring (laughs) that happens so you fudge it up a little and you change things and you exaggerate but there are things in the real world that are actually exciting like biology and the things that are happening in your body there are parts Mm -hmm. of food (laughs) that are fascinating and to get things a certain way and how things work together I'm not. I've I've never studied cooking, but there 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 have been moments in my life where I have read different books on on uh, different aspects of food and how to cook, mm-hmm. like just uh, not like cookbooks, but um, like the idea of how different foods work together. So to have a very broad perspective of like, oh, yeah. like I could I can mix these 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 main groups to make one thing or to fix another thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, but I love learning. So, so I love a show that that is actually letting me learn something real. <laughs> yeah, even more into this sort of that's like discussion on on. <laughs> it's not a rant. That's like a a passionate speech. Um, <laughs> I love learning. Yeah, we love learning. Learning is power. Woo. Okay. Um, and no other anime shows that best than Doctor Stone, which. I've become obsessed with. I really love that series. I'm super excited with where they're going to go next. But literally that whole series is people in the Stone Age and one like complete genius being like, hey, you know what? What if we invent Coke? Just like soda. Let's do it. And like the main characters are like, what? how can you invent soda with this sort of like Stone Age technology? And he sort of breaks it up into every single step of how you can get there. And he makes batteries. He makes like the, one of the latest things are cell phones, which are really like radios, communication radios. Um, 
This sounds like MacGyver, is what you're describing. He's. Are you familiar with yeah, MacGyver? Yeah, I'm, I'm with MacGyver. He's pretty much, yeah, he's pretty much like a MacGyver, but like the amount of passion he has for science is, is infectious. Like, as you watch the show, you're like, damn, science is amazing. Like, chemistry, physics, it's, it's powerful and it's, it's amazing and it's changed our lives so much. And like, every time I watch that show, I'm reminded why I, why I have a degree in natural sciences. And why I was so passionate about it. Because yes. you're a nerd, and it takes a very special kind of nerd to appreciate what we're talking about. <laughs> because there are times when you see something, like, like I get it. I've seen a movie, and somebody's like, oh, that's not the way that works at all. <laughs> like, that, like, the person is just yeah. frustrated, right? <laughs> and uh, I, I get that. I get that with when it comes to psychology. I'm, I don't know for you when it comes to, you know, to medicine. Like, these mm-hmm. things that we know really well, when they're just shown completely wrong uh it's it can sometimes be infuriating <laughs> and again it's it takes a special kind of nerd uh to about something to to feel that way and really appreciate these shows the way we're talking about right like like i'm like the way you're, what you're describing makes me want to see dr stone i kind of i want to see a scientist who's like who loves the you know the the invention process and 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 science in general and knows what they're talking about and and sees a puzzle mm-hmm. and is able to put it together and I can vicariously enjoy the putting together of that puzzle and solving the problem again like I was an engineer before I went into mental health and you know like I'm 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 a, all my jobs have always had to do with you know a specific type of problem solving you know like it it's using yeah. what you have available to you it's not like throwing money at stuff, right? It's always like, I'm always limited. I always have a certain amount of things to do. <laughs> you know, it's like your life, this is the client. What, how can we solve the problem? So I'm, I'm excited to watch Dr. Stone. I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. Uh, there's that, it, it goes to that point that you've been talking about, like that, uh, that engagement aspect, that passion to, to make something, um, to make, uh, uh something, uh, like scientific concepts or, or, or something very educational, biology, make it appealing yeah. and, and, and attractive. And this goes, you know, even outside of the sciences. There's some forms of like informal education that that have really stuck with me. I personally am not one to care about sports. I'm not a very sporty person. I I don't watch games. I'm not interested in the Olympics. Uh, it's not my thing, but. As I was watching Haikyuu, to me, it was a shonen, just a general run-off-the-mill shonen about high school kids being in a volleyball team and, you know, just wanting to make it big in their, in their volleyball careers. But there was this point where I started to talk to, to a good med school friend of mine, and she was geeking out about how much she loved Haikyuu. And she was like, ah, and this character is one of my favorite because he plays libero. And I'm like, I know what position in volleyball you're talking about. And I know what their role is in the game. And, you know, how important that sort of position is for the game. Even if I've never been interested in volleyball, it suddenly became a point of interest for me to know this about this person. Because it, I suddenly understood, you know, the stakes of what, you know, their position meant to them. And and just like the tension that was put into her in, in a game and, and 
how aggressive she had to be or how defensive she had to be, you know, growing up playing basketball in a, I mean, sorry, volleyball in a specific position. And I really appreciated that, just like those small bits of knowledge that made that conversation so much more like interesting and, and, and more engaging, right? So again, I think it takes a very special type of nerd like you and I for it to have taken this mm -hmm. long for us to yeah. bring up uh, sports <laughs> anime and sports shows yeah. because that is so relevant. And and I love the example that you just gave because it sounds like your friend liked the show or came to the show, was attracted to the mm -hmm. show because they liked volleyball. And they already intrinsically understand that there are stories that happen within mm -hmm the the playing of the game that happened with the teams right it's like oh that like that's that's something that interests me and then for you i don't i don't know what attracted you to it but definitely wasn't the volleyball but then now that you're there and you're enjoying the drama and the stories and the action which are intrinsic to sports then you you're learning about it because the the mm -hmm. games happen within a structure and if you don't yeah. understand that structure, a lot of the stories And then suddenly I'm interested in volleyball, right? Like hmm. if I see a volleyball game oh, right yeah. now, I feel a yeah, lot more yeah. in it because I know what the stakes are and I know, you know, how the scoring goes yeah. and, and what the positions yeah. mean. And suddenly like it's a whole new avenue for me to explore. Yeah. So that, that's, that was definitely a fascinating experience yeah. for me. Yeah. Do you watch any other educational cool. stuff or any other educational recommendations? What was I didn't. I didn't. I mean What was um, your 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 thoughts watched, on on I, psychosomatic I, medicine? Did you Well, I, it was like I said before. It was it's to me it seemed like mm -hmm. a like a lecture that and then I I hired like I wanted to give a lecture and I hired an uh, an animator. Um like the the closest thing that I can think of right now is when you like, there are these videos uh, on yes. YouTube where someone is drawing mm -hmm. on a whiteboard as someone is giving a presentation and it's kind of like illustrating it as a, in really fast and then they time it with the presentation so that you kind of see the visuals as they're happening and they kind of play out like comic strips and different diagrams and things like that. It felt like like that, right? It's like I'm presenting yeah. information to you, but I'm trying to do it in a in a more fun way. Like, I mean, the, I wish school you know, was the at amount the very of least like, like the, that. How quick <laughs> it be goes between education and joking, I think, really establishes a very good pace because yeah, it's yeah. like, here's something entertaining, here's a joke. Here's something entertaining, here's a joke. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the jokes carry you through the boring sort of like rhetoric. Mm -hmm. to, to be clear, I, didn't, I haven't watched it, but that's the impression that I got from reading from from other people in the description. Was like, we're, we're trying to, we're definitely presenting the information. Mm -hmm. But we're 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 adding a little bit to it, right? And, and we do add the jokes, and we do the idea again is to make it appealing and uh, and and attractive, and and hopefully keep you engaged throughout the process. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And it even made like certain discussion because this that one specifically is a lot about like psychosomatic medicine and mental illness mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and it can take very serious topics like social anxiety, and just by how like unremittingly sort of like comical the show is it can make a very serious topic very like approachable and fun yeah, yeah. Uh, where you learned something but you didn't feel like you were learning about you know how much life sucks <laughs> yeah it's like like my um, favorite sitcoms now are sitcoms that are about very specific um 
uh, like families that are that have a a composition that is not a white nuclear family. Mm-hmm. And I love those shows because I'm learning a lot about cultures that I'm unfamiliar with. Yeah. Um like like um these these are not anime but uh like Blackish, Fresh Off the Boat, um Rami, these are shows, these are these are all comedies yeah. and but it's like, oh, I'm learning about a lot about these cultures that I that I had no idea because we're going deep and and we get to have fun and so I want mm-hmm. to come back and I'm actually enjoying my time there but I'm again there's a, there's a lot of informal uh, education happening. Yeah. Formal learning. I got that. I got that from Agratsuko, like the mm-hmm. Sanrio. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I felt like I learned a lot about just like Japanese Office culture, culture yeah. for women, like yeah. how what it is to to live as a woman in Japanese culture, that I feel I wouldn't have learned otherwise, and that's a lot of like informal information. I don't know if Sanrio is a, a good source of. Uh, <laughs> cultural education but until i'm until i learn otherwise that is also my <laughs> my the information the only information that i have yeah 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 so i think this has been a very interesting and full discussion right yeah there's there's only so so since we're wrapping up mm-hmm. uh, i'm going to give you one last piece on this conversation and it's going to uh br- then i'm going to transition into the topic for next episode it's a trap. Ready? Uh-huh. So, I need to briefly mention hentai here. Okay, let's Why briefly mention ask? it. Why? Why? Okay, I'm asking. Why? <laughs> because Japanese animated pornography does something that is so strange. It is anatomically correct in some areas, like <laughs> on the insides, right? So it does this thing where, like, I should, I should have, I should have. Maybe you can put this uh, before, like, warning. I'm going to talk about pornography now. Okay. <laughs> uh, but they do this thing where they seem to be trying to accurately represent the inside of the female and sometimes the male body, like a cross section during inter- intercourse. Yeah. Okay. I can't imagine why, who wants that, why you would want that. Like, I brought this up with someone recently. Like, imagine if, like, live-action pornography did a cross-section. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be, why? Why would you, who, who wants that? Mm-hmm. It almost, I don't know the answer to this question. I don't know if it's, like, some s- certain type of fetish. But the fact that you would try to accurately represent the human body internally mm-hmm. during this act seems like a twisted way to show people what's going on in there <laughs> it's something that you don't see ever i mean again this is this is not cells at work mm-hmm. right uh but in cells at work like you don't see your blood your your blood cells moving around you don't see what the white blood cells are doing the red blood cells are doing you can look through a microscope and see that stuff happening mm-hmm. right and then and so it's like intercourse happens and you don't like you're not thinking of putting a camera in there to see like up close. You're not putting a GoPro anywhere down there to see like So, it's a strange it's a strange thing and I bring it up in this conversation because it feels like a weird weird form of informal education. Okay. To have people come for uh, no pun no intended, pun intended. Okay. for the for the for the for the sex and then 
or and all the other stuff that that uh, happens in in hentai and then but then you you go out of your way to like this is an animation so it takes time to animate that like that's an additional drawing mm-hmm. that's an additional design that's additional inking and painting and coloring <laughs> those are additional cells of animation that you're adding to to show what people's insides look like that cross section i don't understand why it is but it feels there's no other way there's no other reason why i can imagine showing that other than um well there's there's two reasons uh that i can think of one is to educate people on mm-hmm. that part of it that's not what you're here for but while you're here let me show you what that looks like <laughs> the other part the other the other version the only other thing i can come up with and i'm curious if you have any other uh insight mm-hmm. on this is uh the mortal kombat games uh in in recent iterations have had these x-ray yeah. modes mm-hmm. where like there is an attack and like you punch somebody in the stomach and then it zooms in goes into an x-ray and then you see their bones breaking mm-hmm. And there's a satisfaction and to that. There is a satisfaction to that. I, 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 I imagine that possibly some people get the same thing from having a cross section during intercourse. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't understand why. Do you have any? I have. Any I have thoughts, thoughts on, that? on that. Okay. I don't know. I, I've never. I've never watched hentai. <laughs> I'm a. I'm a. Okay. I'm a very big prude. Uh, for mm-hmm. a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. But I will tell yeah. you about my bewildering experience in Japan, mm-hmm. which might inform you on whether this is something more like fetish-like or or, or informative-like, right? Mm-hmm. So I went to a lot of department stores, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, big stores. And there's one very famous store that's called Donkey Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. It's a very famous uh, Japanese store that... But it's called Don Quixote. Yeah, it's like, called Don like, Quixote. The Spanish, yeah, like word? the Spanish, like the Spanish okay. character, literature character, right? Yeah. yeah okay. And um, that place is like this huge department store. It goes from food to to clothing to it's amazing. It's an amazing retail shop, and it and it's very like claustrophobic because there's like shelves of lined and lined with with products and electronic products, and it's it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. Now. Okay. Here comes my bewildering experience. Mm-hmm. I was walking through the children's toy section, right? <laughs> and there were mm-hmm. um, there were like these these like one piece models that you could like build up, and there was like a lot of toys, and th- I was just fascinated. This I was like in the zone, and then I turned to my left, and right next to the children's toy section is the adults' toy section. Like mm. there's there's mm. no visible barrier. I saw parents walking with their children from the children's section to their adult section, like like it was absolutely nothing. Um, okay, which was a, a, it was like a culture shock sort of thing for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as as I was bewildered and 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 like stopped right there in my tracks, th- it was a whole wall filled with flashlights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Each flashlight had a different inner texture, yes. and they showed you the 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 cross section of that inner texture, right? And along with the cross section, each of the flashlights had an anime girl assigned to them. Hmm. So they were saying, like, this is this anime girl's vagina, and this is how it looks inside. 
Okay. All right. And it was I now have it was three. a whole wall full of that. Right. Yeah. Across from the mm-hmm. in the same aisle as the kids' toys. The aisle right next to the kids' toys aisle. Got it. I mean, what what is the same? Like the aisle is between the two shelves. So is it like like could you turn right? You turn your head one way and you see the flashlights, on the other side you see like the toys, the kids' toys, right? Um. No. So you you oh. walk up to the end of an aisle. And at the end uh, of that aisle, you turned left, and that was the beginning of a flashlight wall. And then uh, the other okay. side of the aisle, like as you cross it into the other side, it's the other, like wall of flashlights. Got it, got it. Oh, I thought you meant like it was all in the same aisle, and you just turned your head. Like you walk with your kids, and like the parents are looking in one direction, and the kids are looking at the other at different toys <laughs> for them. That's well, it was more like the parents were walking from the children's it, toy section it. into the adults' toy section. Got it. Got it, got it. With, with their okay. kids in hand. So, and the kids were like looking at everything and touching. So you've given me three more reasons why <laughs> possibly this happens that, that just occurred to mm-hmm. me. I don't think they're relevant, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. I'm not even going to show It them. could be marketing. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to hear my, my what I came up with? No, you know what? It's fine. I'm kind of scared about <laughs> what topics you're going you're gonna to feed off from this discussion. Got it. Right, right. So, mm-hmm. so. Here's here's what we're going for, right? Like, I cannot imagine. Um, actually, so so here, <laughs> I'm not going to give you the reasons, but I cannot imagine that anybody is coming to uh, animated intended. pornography, okay. hentai, for the cross-sectional um, view. Okay. Okay. This is my assumption. I'm assuming it's not 100% correct. If I, if I am correct. Even if I am correct, but that's my assumption, mm-hmm. right? And over the course of this episode, we've talked about um, making uh, education appealing, right? And how, like, you know, like and engaging and stuff like that. Like, we we want people to 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 learn this okay. stuff. So, I want to talk about fan service, okay? Because we did not mention not once the fact that cells at work is bloody and violent. So, so bloody and violent. Mm-hmm. It is 100% fan service. There is no reason why a show that is supposed to be educational should have so much blood. Okay. Like, when you, it, this is like crazy, like, um, Ninja Scroll is the, is the, uh, anime I forgot uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago, where it was like, it was the first anime that I ever saw that someone, like, a samurai came and, like, oh, not a samurai, but like a ninja was like, whew, like, the sword goes and then, whoosh, just spraying blood everywhere that sells at work the same show we've been talking about for the last hour is a horrific representation of violence to a degree that i cannot believe exists at the same time and sometimes in the same scene with the cute little platelet kids (laughs) okay there was there was one episode where uh, the white blood cell, which is is twisted in its own right, the white blood cells, uh, or at least the main character in mm-hmm. some versions of them, are completely white. Like their skin is white, their clothes are white, their hair is white. And then when they get blood on them, it is super visible, mm-hmm. right? Even if it's just a little bit of it's blood, on you purpose. see it. There's this one episode where he is so drenched in blood that he's just like kneeling on the ground and the red blood cell comes to see how he's doing and she goes, ah! <laughs> like what happened to you? She is horrified. She does this this scream from like a horror mm. movie. Okay, she cannot believe that he is just 
covered in blood completely. And then they jokingly have another white blood cell just like bring uh, a water hose and just hose him down to get all the blood off of him. That is an example of fan service, Mm -hmm. my friend. And food wars, food wars Uh, is absurd. Food wars in the first episode. Okay, so food wars, everybody who eats the main character's food has an orgasm. It's not an, you can't even call it that because it, it, it transcends human biology. There. Right. It, it goes into it goes beyond. Right. I mean, there have been different representations in the three episodes I've seen so far, but they they show things like in the person's mind, they are transported to an entirely different place. Their clothes fly off. There's there's even and they are. Okay, sorry, I keep interrupting. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You'll, you'll have a moment because I, I, I need it. I can't believe we, we actually got through the whole episode and didn't address any of these. Uh, absurdities mm-hmm. of fan mm-hmm. service, right? Like, like, the, like, food wars is is shows things like that, and then that's when the food is good. When the food is bad, it literally becomes tentacle porn. Which is, for those of you unfamiliar, there's like a whole subgenre of Japanese uh, pornographic anime that's like aliens with all these tentacles and a lot of penetration with multiple tentacles. These are, can be demons or monsters mm-hmm. or or aliens. And so this guy, he cooks like these delicious things. And then again, orgasms that just transcend words yeah. <laughs> and, human, and human description. And then when he gives them food that tastes bad, it is so bad that they, the characters literally say, I feel like this is violating every part of my mm-hmm. body. And they are being engulfed in like these tentacles. In this case, literal tentacles from like squids. Uh, because so far it's been like two squid yeah. dishes, and and I'm not even. It gets way more graphic than that, and that's not even counting the incredible number amount of penny shots. Now, penny shots is more of a is, is the type of fan service that's more like common, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it comes up in the weirdest ways sometimes. Like, I remember. Um, I remember people were talking about Gurren and I watched it. And I was like, this show has way more panty shots than I expected. Yeah. It's not like erotic, like mm-hmm. Food Wars, like absurdly erotic. It, 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 food Wars is. It's just I am shocked uh, by Food Wars. So many shows have uh, fan service, and I want to uh, talk about fan service in the context in the next context. episode of it acting as. And uh, it's like it's there to appeal mm-hmm. to people, yeah. right? It's there in many ways to attract people to a thing. Now, it was interesting, or it's interesting that we talked about these educational shows and the type of, like, oh, we want it to be fun and engaging and mm-hmm. stuff like that. We never touched on the fact that some of the ways that they're doing that is legit fan service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so fan service as a way to attract and engage um, so this is going to be some, some, some psychology talk, some mental health talk, motivation, mm-hmm. that type of thing. But in the context, using as a base, uh, fan service in anime, which has many different forms. Yeah. That's my pitch for next week. I like week. it. I, um, I'm in it to win it. <laughs> um, I, I started watching Food Wars as, as research for this episode. And I, I, I appreciated the concept. I, uh, I'm, an, I'm, I'm an extreme prude. And so, like, going through that episode to me was, was, oof. it was like, you're eating squid. It, this doesn't need to happen right now. But, you know, I, I appreciate just, like, I understand that this is something that brings a lot of people to anime. And sometimes 
to a lot of anime, which I believe has a lot of wonderful story beats that don't necessarily need the fan service, but the fan service is still like a very intrinsic part of the anime. Oh, we're going to talk about this next week. That's yeah, what yeah. I want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> like, why? Why are you doing why? this? Um, Cells at Work does not need to be as bloody as it is. Yeah. It is, again, it is so over yeah. the top. It's like someone said, I don't know if the kids are going to like this. We need to make it way more violent. <laughs> it's like, are you sure? Like, it's, we got and we got the cute, like, playlist. No, 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 no. Like, this needs to be like, extremely violent. violent. Like, we need yeah. blood. That- should we make it a different color? Because, you know, like we want to educate like the kids. No, 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 no. Make that shit red. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Make it as ac- as color accurate as you can. <laughs> like as I was watching Food Wars, I, I was like the central premise of this show is that eating any sort of food is intrinsically a sexual experience. Mm, sort of. I mean, I, I wouldn't go that far. I've seen a couple more episodes. Okay. I, I have okay. more feelings okay. about it. For the record... I enjoyed uh, uh, mm-hmm. Cells at Work a lot. I want to keep watching Food mm-hmm. Wars because it is, I find it hilarious. Like it is absurd and yeah. hilarious. Um, and and I, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Again, both shows, ridiculous fan service, but lots of shows. Yeah. Again, like sometimes it just comes out of nowhere. You're like, what? But we'll yeah. talk about that next week. Interesting. This, this is going to be a good, a good discussion. It's going to be something. Okay, thing. You're going to have to watch some things <laughs> that you might not want to watch. Uh, I, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, this is going to be hard. This is going to be hard to research. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to thank you, all our listeners, for listening to this episode of Otaku Ryoho. If you want to contact us, there's Twitter. Uh, you can contact us on our Twitter, which is on the notes. You can contact us on the forums, on the Discord. Or if you want to see more episodes of Otaku Ryoho, you can go to otaku.geektherapy.com and see what else might interest you if you haven't seen previous episodes. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>